Next, the golden days of radio. Hi, this is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring an excerpt from the Quiz Kids, a sequence with comedian Henry Morgan, plus Red Skelton as the mean little kid. One of the popular radio shows of the 40s was the Quiz Kids. Genial master of ceremonies, Joe Kelly, presided over this panel of youngsters who every week seemed to me to have all the answers. I always wondered what happened to these genius kids. Well, they're probably on welfare by now, but, but a quarter of a century ago, they were the most famous children in America. And here's the man who knows all the answers because he's been studying the questions all week and has the answers written down on his card. Everybody's favorite teacher, our chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Thank you, Bob, and hello, everybody. Well, let's start right off with roll call. Joel? I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 11 years old in 7B in Chicago. Patrick? I am Patrick Owen Conlon. I am 10 years old and in 5A at Fort Dearborn School. Rennie? I'm Rennie Templeton. I'm 12 years old and in 8th grade at the Kenwood School. Lonnie? I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm 11 years old and in the 7th grade at Lincoln School, Park Ridge, Illinois. And in the half-pint department, a little 7-year-old propped up with two big telephone books, Bobby. I am Robert L. Burns. I am 7 years old and I go to the Jefferson School, Gary, Indiana. As usual, folks, our five quiz kids have no advanced knowledge of the questions I am about to ask. And goodness only knows what will happen. But we'll soon find out, for here's question number one. In what occupation has the largest percentage of employees gone out on strikes during the past year? Rennie? I'd I'd say in the uh, coal, the coal miners. Well, no, the... Joel? In uh, the auto workers. No, uh, Robert? Well, uh, wouldn't that be the automobiles uh, makers? No, son, uh, Lonnie? Baseball players. Baseball players, that's right. They go out on plenty of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all right, Lonnie. Now, the names, the names of what literary characters are suggested by each of these chemistry symbols, A.G.? Lonnie. It's gold. No. <clears throat> no, I'm sorry. Pat? It's silver. Silver, soul. Uh, Long John Silver in Long... Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. That's a boy. That's right. How about A.U.? All right, Patrick. That's gold. That's and, uh, gold. And I don't know where that would come in. Well, now, what literary character? Gold. Oh, dear. I, uh, Lonnie? Goldilocks of the Three Bears. Goldilocks in the Three Bears. Now, how about C-U? Pat? Well, uh, it's uh, copper. C-U, copper. So? And uh, I suppose that might stand for copperhead, but I don't know where it might be. Well, a copper... Now, that's the lead. Can you think of... Uh, Robert? Copperhead? No. Uh, I'm thinking of a literary character. Uh, 
All right, uh, Joel. Well, there's a lot of policemen in uh, literary books. I, uh, now, let's see. Well, now, let's see. I can't think of them. But in all the detective mysteries and everything, there's a lot of policemen. And pe- policemen are coppers. Well, that's very, very good, Joel. Lonnie, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say copperman. For Joel. Oh, Joel Copperman. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Robert? Well, uh... Oh, that would be the policemen because they're they're coppers. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad you're on your tools there now, Robert. I I was thinking of David uh, Copperfield in Charles uh, Dickens' book. <laughs> All right. Suppose you uh, suppose you asked an algebra teacher what time it was, and consulting his watch, he replied, "Well, two thirds of the time past noon is equal to four fifths of the time until midnight, less, of course, four fifths of an hour." In plain English, what time would it be? Joel? Well, at F equal the time past noon, and 12 minus X, of course, is the time to midnight. So, four, two-thirds X equals four-fifths times in parentheses, 12 minus X, end of parentheses, minus four-fifths. You multiply both sides by 15, and you get 12 X, equals 12 times 12 minus x in parentheses minus 12. And uh, so that means 10x, uh, 10x equals 144 uh, minus 12 or 132 minus 12x. 22x equals 132. x equals uh, 6. So it's 6 p.m. 6 p.m., that's right! <laughs> Henry Morgan came up with a satirization of the Quiz Kids and in his unique style on the evening of December 16, 1949 presented The Pest Quest. Ladies and gentlemen, here is that new and exciting quiz program with its panel of bright youngsters, The Quest Pests. And here he is, the kid's favorite quiz master, Uncle Joe Morgan. (laughs) Oh, good afternoon, kitties, and all you mommies and poppies of kitties. Once again, the makers of the delicious new dog food, Red Nose, bring you the Quest Pest. Say, kids, have you tried red-nosed dog food for your dog? Well, you try it for him, and when he sees you eating it, he'll want some, too. (laughs) Yes, our own red-nosed dog here on this program loves it, don't you, Fido? (laughs) I'll give Fido a handful right now. Here, Fido! Uh, just, uh, just the dog food, Fido, not the hand, not the hand. <laughs> and now uh, it's time to introduce our panel of young experts. Susan Joel, let's start with you. 
My name is Susan Jo Patterson, and I'm, I'm three, and I'm, I'm three and a, and a half years old, and I'm, I'm in the third grade of P.S. 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 My name is Susan Jo Patterson. Susie, Susie, you know the school you go to. Now let's tell the folks, shall we? Mm-hmm. Good. My name is Susan Jo Patterson. Now, Susie, ju Susie, just the school. I uh, go to P.S. 58. I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get on to our other bright little monster uh, youngsters. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Here's the, oh, Joel. My name is Joel Lowerman, and I'm seven years old, and I'm in 3A. What school, Joel? University of Pennsylvania. <laughs> Well, let's get on to our next little expert, uh, Donald. My name is Donald Washburn, and I'm 12 years old, and I go to the Jackson School for Boys. Is that a grammar school, uh, or is that a high school? It's a reform school. <laughs> I see. That wasn't my father who brought me here, you know. <laughs> You want to know what I'm in for? No, we don't have to. I ain't afraid to talk. I'll beat this rap. <laughs> yes, well... It was uh... a frame and everybody knows it. Are you listening, Mr. D.A.? <laughs> Blaming on society. Donald. Donald, the man who is not your father who brought you here is looking at you. Now, now let's uh, introduce our last little expert. And she's the youngest of them all. Little Ruthie Gruskin. Ruthie? Uh, don't gum the microphone, Ruthie. You have a teething ring, you know. Well, there you have our panel of quest tests for today. Now, uh, on to our first question. The first question is, what is the capital of Ethiopia? Uh, Ruthie, I see you have your little hand up. Do you know the capital of Ethiopia? Addis Ababa, very good, Ruthie. <laughs> yes, that was right, Ruthie. Now... <laughs> yes, you said that, Ruthie. <laughs> Ruthie! Fido! <laughs> now, um... Kids, uh, we're all acquainted with electricity and the distribution of lumen... Uh, of lumen... Uh, May I see the word, Uncle Joe? Yes, it's this word right here. Luminosity. Show off. <laughs> now, the, um, the uh, question is, are all the parts of the visible light given out by the discharge traversed by the same current? Hands, anyone? Uh, Susie. My name is Susan Joe Parker. <laughs> Thank you, Susie. Uh, anyone else? Well, is ionization present? Anyone else? <laughs> Uncle Joe, is ionization present? Anyone else? <laughs> Uncle Joe, I can't answer the question unless you tell me. Is the radiation in this case a necessary consequence of ionization? <laughs> that's right, Joe. Ask, <laughs> ask questions, that's the way we learn. <laughs> Let's get on. But, Uncle Joe, if there's ionization... Joel, shut up. But did the light come from energized electrons? Joel? Or from ionized molecules? Fido? <laughs> now we'll have to go on. Oh, here's a goodie. 
Uh, Ruby, you have your toe in your mouth again. Icky poo. <laughs> now, here's the question, kids. I'm going to give you one word from a famous quotation, and then you're to complete the quotation for me. All righty. What famous quotation does the word them come from? The word is them. You mean the word is they. No, Susan, them. Where does the word them come from? My name is Susan Joe. Baby Ruthie, baby Ruthie, do you know where them comes from? No, but that was close. Anybody else? Donald. I want to go back to reform school. Now, Donald. Put me in solitary. Give me the cold hole. Send me on the rock pile, but let me out of here. Donald, please. The man who's not your father has his hand in his pocket. Um, who can answer the question? The word them comes from what famous quotation? Oh, I suppose I'll have to answer this one, too. Oh, good for you, Joel, you little... Um, good for you. Uh, what's the answer? The word them comes from Hamlet, Act 3, Scene 1. The complete quotation is, to be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows... Oh, where's the word already? <laughs> to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune... Well... Yes, Joel, well... Or to take arms against a sea of trouble and by opposing end them. Hooray. <laughs> Don't be so smart, Donald. You couldn't answer that question. So neither could you. <laughs> True, I, I, I couldn't. Well, let's get on. Now, Quiz Fest, I'm going to imitate. I'm going to imitate a number of characters, uh, fictitious and real, and you're to tell me who you think they are. Won't that be fun? Phew. <laughs> Donald. Donald, how'd you ever get on this program, anyway? You know... We were... And I was in cold cash, too. <laughs> Never mind about that. Did you hear that, Mr. D.A.? And there's a couple of other things I could tell you. I can name names. Donald Fido is looking at you. If you can tell this character that I'm portraying, this is a very popular character this time of year, and he sounds like this. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Ho, ho, ho! Know who that is, Donald? Lucky Luciano. <laughs> well, I don't know. Sound just like him. Of course, I ain't spoke to him for a long time. Yes. Anybody else? Uh, Susie, what is the name of that character I just imitated? Name? Yes, the name, the name. My name is Susan Jackson. Oh, not your name. Now listen again. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Now, somebody's got enough. I'll give you a hint. Donald, if you're very good, he's the jolly fellow who brings you something for Christmas. What would you like for Christmas? A lawyer. <laughs> I'll stuff one in your stocking. Now, um, quiz pass... Uh, here's another imitation. Um, see if you can tell me what famous radio character this is. A famous radio character, and he sounds like this. Well, Portland. Gee whiz. Who's that? Lucky Luciano. No, that character was Fred Allen. Is that the way he talks? Yes. Sounds just like Lucky Luciano. Well, good for you. Now, kids, for our problem corner, each week, you know we try and solve the problems that other little boys and girls send in to us. 
And uh, here's a problem from little Emily Paley, and she has quite a problem. She writes, I want a new bicycle for Christmas. How can I get my daddy to buy me one? Well, kids, any ideas? Well, I think she should hire a private detective and have the old man tailed. Get something on him, you know what I mean? Uh, yes. I think she should abandon the frivolous idea of a bicycle and ask for something useful. A chemistry set, perhaps, or a book of poetry. A book of poetry, a book of poetry, big <laughs> Donald, don't you dare hit Joel. Violence is the refuge of the ignorant. In flood signum desperandum, I always say. All right. Hit Joel. <laughs> now then, here's a letter sent in by a little girl, a little girl named Hazel Carter, and she writes, I've been going with a married man for two years, and the, uh, the, uh... <laughs> Well, it's evidently a mistake, children. <laughs> go on, read the rest of it. Uh, I think not. I go on. Uh, you wouldn't understand it. It's a bit over your innocent little head. What's the matter? The guy's wife find out. What's the matter, Minko? This unfortunate girl is obviously the victim of an unscrupulous wrench. Uh, yes, well... This dame needs a mouthpiece. Yes, of course. Let it get a divorce. It's the eternal triangle. <laughs> Yes, friends, listen again to the first pass. One of my favorite radio performers was comedian Red Skelton. His programs presented his own stylized characters, and most of them moved on to television with him, all except one, and this, I think, was his very best. But it was strictly a radio voice. So now, with Lorene Tuttle as Mummy, here's Red Skelton as the mean little kid. Get in the car. Okay. Uh, here we go, oh, here we go, here we go, boy, oh boy, oh boy. You know, Mommy, I think we need a new car. This thing just started sports and sports and... Yesterday, it spit up sweet pedestrians. <laughs> oh, oh, there's the light company. I better pay the light bill. Yes, do that. It's been rather darker in our house for about a month now. <laughs> hey, there's a parking lot there. No, darling, I think I'll park along the street. It's silly to spend 50 cents just for a couple of seconds. Oh, yes. There's a man getting into his car. May he go and pull out. Where? Blackout. You're too late with that light bill, Mummy. They've turned out the sun, too. Junior, will you take your head out of the glove compartment? <laughs> well, your boy, am I lucky the window wasn't open. That's what you get for standing up in the seat. Well, is the man pulling out of that parking space or well, not? Pull up and I'll ask him. Pull up now. Pull up and I'll ask him. There. Hello. Hello. Sure is a nice day for a ride, isn't it? Yes, it certainly is. Well, why don't you go take one? Let us have that park. <laughs> Junior. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here comes a man in a little blue suit. Here comes a man I'm on sorry, a motorcycle. Miss. You can't double park. What do you mean we can't double park? You is. Well, I'm a policeman. Well, ignorant is no excuse. <laughs> Junior. Officer, 
Sir, I wasn't really double parking. I thought this man was pulling out. Please don't pick on me, Mummy. She's so nervous right after she's had a couple of slugs in here. <laughs> she gets so nervous, she can, sometimes she can hardly hit pop with a pot of coffee. Well, uh, you'll have to move along or put it on the ladder across the street. Well, you pay for it, brother, and we will. Give us 50 cents, you know. 50 cents don't grow on trees no more. Who does you think you is? Truman? <laughs> Give us the 50 cents. We'd be very happy to buy. Do you realize that 50 cents would keep me in spitballs for the rest of my life? Look, are you going to move along, lady, or am I going to have to write you out a ticket? Oh, ticket. Hey, look, officer, I'll pull out and give this lady my space. I can circle the block a couple of times until my party comes Boy, that's out. mighty oh, nice well, of you, blubber you. boy. Thank you. Uh, I don't like to say anything, lady, but that car of yours is pretty big for such a small space. You mind your own business, will you? <laughs> we take care of this, and you take care of your business. All right. What you doing out today, anyhow? It's not raining. Now, I will direct you, Mummy. I will oh, direct you. Oh, well, it's all right, Junior. I can get in that space. You can? Okay. Okay, now cut it real hard. Real hard. To the right. To the right. Now back up. Now back up. Now careful, careful. There's a lamppost here. A lamppost. What did you say, Junior? Poor thing's tired. It laid down. <laughs> Boy, I'll never walk down this dark street. I'll tell you that. <laughs> now go forward. Go forward. Yep, yeah, but... You're carefree, ain't you? <laughs> oh, boy. There. There. You didn't think I could make it, did you, yeah, officer? It's smart. Well, I'm awful sorry, but you can't park like that, lady. What do you mean she can't park like that? I think it looks nice with the back wheels up on the sidewalk and the front wheels down on the street. It sort of looks like it's bending over backwards. <laughs> oh, dearie, I didn't notice I'll park this thing or else. Careful, Doc. Get on your gasoline pony and get going. This kid's getting mad. And you don't know her when she gets mad, boy. Uh, little boy, you better stand back out of the way. You might cause her to really wreck the car. Would I? <laughs> yes, you might. And you wouldn't want that to happen, would you? Oh, you dreamer, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stand out here so she Junior! Get out of that street. You want a car to run over you and get big black marks all over your clean suit? <laughs> Stand right where you are, Sonny. I'll come and get you. No, no, I can make it across the street. Look out! Watch out here! That man's a tourist. He missed me. <laughs> up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.